Hello and welcome to the Celebrity Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Shella Aiken, and in each episode I will bring in a New Zealand celebrity and talk about the stories and the journeys they took to get to where they are now. Celebrity Stories with Charlotte Aiken. My guest today is winner of Dancing with the Stars, author and Miss Universe of 1983. It is Lorraine Downs. How are you doing, Lorraine? I am doing very well. That's good. We are actually related, funnily. We are. Isn't that incredible? It is. Small world. I'm so, I'm so glad that you reached out to me. Third cousins. Yes. My granddad's um, dad is your papa's brother. That's right. Yes. Very small world. See so how the connection all. Small, small world. Who did you look up to when you were younger? Well, there were a few people. Um, I think, first of all, my parents were um, absolutely role models for me as far as love. You know, um, I, I was very blessed to have two parents that were madly in love with each other, real soulmates, and right into family. And I've got four, family of four girls. So um, family, love, laughter, that was what um, mum and dad really taught us girls. So I grew up in that sort of environment, so I felt really blessed for that. Um, two older sisters, and uh, my oldest sister is 11 years older than me, and then my second sister is six years older than me, or five years older than me. And I think growing up as a teenager, you know, like I just was watching their every move. And, um, you know, they were very much into fashion, so I think that um, they definitely were had an influence on me. And I think, lastly, um, I've been absolutely blessed with having a school friend right the way through my whole life to this date. She's my closest and dearest friend, and she has just shown me what true, loyal friendship is all about. Nice. Cool. Uh, How old were you when you attended your first pageant? Well, my family used to go to Mount Monganui every Christmas for three weeks, and there was always the Miss Mount Monganui pageant. And believe it or not, my mother entered me in the junior Miss Mount Monganui, and I think I would have been about five or six. Wow, very young. <laughs> it was very, very young. And so I did that one pageant, and um, and then I entered the Miss Mount Monganui when I was about 17. And then that was the beginning of going on further to the Miss Universe pageant. Yeah, didn't you also attend um, Miss New Zealand? There's a Miss New Zealand pageant? Well, you... yeah. The interesting thing was is that back in those days, back in the 80s, there were two pageants. So you had Miss Universe New Zealand and Miss New Zealand. Miss Universe New Zealand, the winner went to the Miss Universe, and the Miss New Zealand, the winner went to the Miss World. Ah. So I was in the Miss Universe New Zealand. That was my first pageant. Ah, makes sense now. How did you go about preparing for a pageant? There was, I suppose when I won Miss Universe New Zealand, there was a bit of preparation. I had one month and Television New Zealand, they were the main sponsor of the running of the Miss Universe New Zealand. And Tom Parkinson, who was the head of entertainment, I can remember going into Television New Zealand in my weekends and working with him. And he took me through the Miss Universe pageant. He showed me what the show was going to be made up of, the different parts that I would have to compete in. And uh, I just remember him, you know, just teaching me about being able to walk downstairs without falling down them and looking out to the audience. And we used to go into the exit where the staircase was and I would practice going down these, you know, 
20 stairs with, with looking straight ahead in high heels. Um, and just, yeah, you know, camera angles, just being aware of finding your space so that you could be seen because, you know, yeah. there's 83 girls or whatever it was getting my wardrobe together, which in those days I had to do myself to, to get the, the things that I would be wearing while I was away. So there was a little bit of prep, but probably not nearly as intensive as it is today for girls going to those competitions. Yeah. I think it's a whole different different competition. Mm, absolutely. How did you feel when you first won? It was it was an absolute mixture of emotion because it was disbelief because, you know, it was sort of like, I've won this competition. Um, you know, they're not going to believe believe it in New Zealand because there had never ever been a winner from New Zealand. So I felt shocked. I, w- I was in shock. Um, I was ha- amazingly um, happy. Um, there was just, there were a lot of things going through my head. But it was, yeah, it was a very, very exciting moment of my life and, and also a life-changing moment. Mm. Yeah, my next question is, how did it affect your personal life? Personal life went out the window because when I won, basically I walked off that stage and for a year I was contracted to the Miss Universe Corporation. So for a year I was their property, basically. And uh, I flew to 25 countries during that year, working wow. for different sponsors and throughout the United States. So um, I got back to New Zealand, I think, once. Um, and so, yeah, it was, a, it was a huge year, huge year of growth, um, wonderful year, learnt so much about life. And so I returned to New Zealand after that year, and I can say that I definitely was a different person. I bet. How do you think your Kiwi values helped you handle winning? I think my Kiwi values were a big part of why I won. Um, The judges told me afterwards that during the, you have a personality sort of interview. So the 12 judges, you get to spend five to 10 minutes with each judge. And they said that in your interview, that was where you really stood out. And I think that probably um, you know, the good old Kiwi, we're very down to earth. Um, we know what's important in life. And I think probably that upbringing that I talked about at the beginning of our interview about having an amazing family, loving family, I think that really helped me um, to be grounded and just to be me. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Do you follow any designers' work these days? I work with women in, in basically consulting them and into feeling good, and that covers a multitude of areas, um, from the outer to the inner. So I do sort of have a little bit of work to do with the fashion industry. For me personally, my favourite international fashion designer is Victoria Beckham. Ah, oh, yes. And I just I love her style. Um, she she goes for a very simplistic look. Um, it's masculine tailoring, which I really like. Um, she'll have a great jacket, you know, a great pair of pants, shoes, bag, and not a lot of accessories. No, she isn't really one for that. No, it, it's simple, and I like that. Um, and I just think she's done so incredibly well. Mm. Um, and I just love the who her use of colour, um, fabrics, just simplistic elegant 
chic. Yeah, I think she's very cool, and I think I think she's done amazingly well in her life with her children. I I used to love um, her the pop group. Spice Girls. Spice Girls. I mean, I just, I love their music. And I just think that, you know, to go on and create, because really the fashion industry, it's a very tough industry to survive. And especially now. And she's, you know, she's she's achieved that. So full credit to her. What's the biggest thing you've learned? To be yourself. To live your life authentically to who you are. To your truth. And I think that if you can do that, you've got a really good chance of being happy because in this life, you're born into this life alone and you die alone and you've got this big chunk in the middle and there's a lot of choices you have to make in your life. And people will try and advise you, but at the end of the day, you have to make the choices. And if you're making the choices to please other people, it's never going to work. You will never be happy. But if you really honour and stay true to who you are, what you believe in, then you've got a really good chance of finding happiness. And I think that everybody wants to be happy. And the other thing that I believe in is that we we are all of love. And if you can really live your life and, and be love and share love, good things come out of that too. Um, why did you decide to write a memoir? I have always written a journal through through different times in my life. Writing is something that I've just always done as a teenager all my way through. And when my um, husband, Martin Crow, got ill with um, lymphoma cancer, I, I just decided to help me through that process with him. I wanted to write about it. And after he passed, I went to a clairvoyant and the first thing that she said to me was she said are you writing a book and I said no but I I am writing she said oh you've got to write this book she said "Um, you're so misunderstood by the public and you need to write this book and I just thought well I've got to write it and I'd been asked to write a memoir when I was after I won Miss Universe, which I thought was really, really silly, because I thought, well, how do you write a memoir in your life when you're twenty, you know, twenty? Yeah. I, thought, I haven't, I haven't done enough living, so I, I wrote the book a couple of years ago. So I was, you know, fifty-four, and I just thought, you know what? I've actually had a lot of things that I've had to go through in my life, and I've learnt a lot. And I think that I need to share this with people in the hope that I might be able to help someone else go through a marriage breakup, go through losing my father when I was 21, um, going through um, wanting to have a baby and, and having a miscarriage, and going through losing my soulmate and what I learnt from that, learning how to survive the grief, the grieving process. And... So I decided to write the memoir, and you know what? I'm so pleased I did because, you know, you write the memoir, you put it out, and then you get the feedback. And I've just, I'm still getting letters from people who have read the book, and saying, you know, thank you, it's really helped me, and that that was the reason why I wanted to do it. And I think everybody should write their memoir at some stage in their life, because it's an incredible thing to be able to pass on to your children too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's incredible. You won Dancing with the Stars in 2006. Do you think your modelling background helped you with 
Dancer with the Stars? I think my modelling background definitely helped me with Miss Universe because all of the stage work I had worked on a catwalk, I was used to being in front of the camera. So I think that definitely helped me with the Miss Universe. Dancing with the Stars was a whole different experience for me. Um, it was, you know, live TV. And when you're dancing, you have to tell a story. So there was more of an acting element in it, which I had never done. Yeah, that was a, a, an amazing experience. I loved it. And I loved, I think the main reason I loved it was I got it to share it with Aaron Gilmore, who was my professional dance partner. And without him, you know, like we had this real trust and he was able to get the best out of me. Being in front of the camera, is, I'm sure that does help you. With, a, with any type of performance. Yeah, absolutely. During August, you presented Fashion's Front Row on Rialto. What did you like most about filming the show? Well, first of all, I felt really grateful that I was asked to be the presenter of Fashion Front Row. It was about um, four different fashion icons, designers, and I introduced each fashion doco. What did I like the most? I loved the experience. It made me realise that I want to do more TV. It's something that I'm really, really interested in. And I think why I love it is it's because it's a creative process. The day of shooting it, I had the cameraman, I had the sound man, I had the lighting person, I had the order cue guy, I had a director, I had a makeup artist. Wow. So we all arrive and they are all there to help me be the best I can be. So it's a real team. I love, I love working with that team element. I love the creativity of it. Um, it brought me a lot of joy. And I sort of think that when you're doing something, and it's probably like you, Charlotte, with wanting to be a radio announcer, is that, you know, you probably get joy out of it too. I do, yeah. And when, you, when you're doing something that you're getting joy out of, I think you're doing the right thing. Definitely. Yeah. Why did you create your YouTube show, The Gift? So The Gift was an idea that I came up with it in 2014. And it was about... I believe that we all have a gift. Everybody has a gift. And our purpose in life is to share our gift with others, to help others. And through my life to date, I've had these amazing people that have helped me along the way to be able to live the life that I've lived and achieve the things that I've wanted to achieve. So the gift was me sharing the people that have helped me in my life. So. I wanted to share it and I started doing it in a blog form. And then I decided, hey, I'd love to interview these people. So that's how the gift came about. So it's me sharing people that have helped me in my life. For example, the first one was my yoga teacher, Carla Brody. And she's just an exceptionally talented, gifted woman who is more than a yoga teacher. And also yoga is so has so many benefits. So it's about... Yeah, the sharing of people and their gifts in the hope that it might touch someone else's life and help them. Very cool. Last question. You are a band racer for many, many companies. How did you, why did you decide to do it? So being a brand ambassador is about creating light on something. And so my charity work, I've been a brand ambassador for Child Cancer Foundation, New Zealand Breast Cancer Foundation, Mercy Hospice. Uh, Friends of Mercy and the Variety Club. The why I'm doing that is that because I won Miss Universe, I got a profile. And I feel that it's sort of been 
I've been given so many wonderful opportunities, but you've got to give back. And so if I can help some of these charities by being an ambassador and shining light and getting some attention, because that's basically what you're doing, then that's fantastic. Also, part of my work is working with brands and being an ambassador for a brand. And that's, that's my work that I do. And I always make sure that I'm working with a company that has a product or a service that I absolutely believe in 100%. So at the moment, I'm a brand ambassador for MitoQ, which is all about health supplements and um, its well-being. That's lovely. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. That's the end of the show. Thank you very much, Charlotte, for inviting me. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you. My guest next episode is a children television icon. Until next time, goodbye.